Welcome to the Possibility of Today radio show. This weekly series mixes entertainment with inspiration and information to help you learn how to live in a different way and take advantage of all the possibilities of today. Do you want to find the way to your something more and live life to the fullest? Then you're in the right place. Host Sybil Shavis will guide you through an exciting journey of self-discovery and transformation so you can be entertained, be inspired, and be informed. Now here's Sybil. Hey, what's going on this week? Let me ask you something. Do you ask questions? And not just like regular everyday questions, you know, the ones that we always hear, how are you? What's going on? But do you ever ask those more inquisitive questions? You know, for example, a question like, which is worse, failing at something or never trying something and always wondering if you could have done it. Or here's another example of what I believe qualifies as like one of those more inquisitive questions. Since we know life is short, why do we do so many things that we just don't like doing? And why are there other things that we know we like to do, but we just don't do them? So those are both, you know, those thoughtful, inquisitive questions that you have to really kind of think about and process and find your way to the answer. Well, Warren Berger, who is a very popular and well-known journalist, he actually wrote what everyone is referring to as this groundbreaking book called A More Beautiful Question. And it's actually why I'm asking you these questions, because in his book, he explains that one of the most powerful forces for igniting change and success, and not just in the business world, but also in our daily lives is what a lot of times is an underappreciated tool, questioning, you know, asking the right questions and being curious and really inquisitive about the answers or finding your way to them. And the point he makes in this book is that deeply imaginative questions, what he refers to as beautiful questions, can actually help us identify and solve problems, come up with game-changing ideas that we may have not ever thought about, and even put us in a situation where we're more apt to pursue fresh opportunities, you know, where we're not just kind of always going through the motions or feel like we're on autopilot, but instead really just doing things in a more thoughtful and insightful way. And so in this book, he gives us examples of some of the most successful companies like Apple and Google, of course, the names of the companies wouldn't surprise you because they are the more revolutionary companies. And a lot of the reason why they are so successful is because they are continually embracing the idea of always asking questions. And of course, that allows them to come up with fresh and innovative ideas, and it's allowing them to outperform the competition. But what also was interesting was Warren Berger pointed out in the book how we personally need to really make sure, just like the most revolutionary companies are doing, that we are creating a culture of questioning, you know, asking these more inquisitive, thoughtful questions to ourselves, because that's how we ensure our own personal success. One of the things I'm talking about in my, in my research and in my discussions with people is is this big question of how do we foster a culture of inquiry, not only in the workplace and companies like Google, which are doing a pretty good job of it, 
but um, in schools and really everywhere. You know, how do we encourage uh, questioning? And so what Warren Berger also explained about the same logic applying to us individually when it comes to our daily lives and the things that we are doing or not doing, one of the main takeaway messages from his book is that we should incorporate this practice of asking ourselves thoughtful and provocative questions. Because if we do that, it's going to help us identify the right problems, generate creative solutions, and of course, contribute to our success. And his reasoning for suggesting that we do this, I mean, it makes a lot of sense when you think about it, because he points out that, you know, everything in life is always changing. I mean, that's no surprise. We know this. But when you look around, you can really see how quickly everything is changing in the world, like from technology to business, the skills that companies value, our relationships, communication, the list goes on and on, right? Actually, to that point in how things are just so different than they used to be, do you remember back in the day how in order to speak to someone that wasn't in your house or close to you, all you could really do was pick up the phone and call them or literally leave your house and physically go visit them. And now, I mean, just think of all the options that we have. We can text, we can email, we can fax, we can Facebook, we can Instagram, we can send a tweet. I mean, we just have tons of options because of the way the world has changed and continually seems to be changing so quickly. And so the point that Warren Berger is making is a good one because things really are continually changing. And in order for us to continually be successful, we need to personally be doing the right things so that we don't end up falling behind or not taking advantage of the way that things are changing, the things that are there for us to benefit from. Listen to what Warren Berger had to say about just how rapidly things are changing and the importance of really integrating questioning now in light of the fact that everything is literally changing overnight. And this is really, it's more important than ever now because the exponential rate of change. And when things are changing that fast, questioning becomes even more important. Because what happens when you're in a situation of dynamic exponential change, answers become obsolete, like overnight. And you have to have the tools to get the new information and get the new ways of doing things and the new ideas. And questioning is a big tool. So you know me. And you know I'm all about trying out new things that have been proven to positively impact our lives and our success. I mean, to me, that's truly what it means to live today better than yesterday. And when I came across this information and the point that Warren Berger made about asking these provocative or what he calls beautiful questions because they can end up leading you to do things that will dramatically improve your life or increase your success – you know, it's what people call game changers. I totally was like, I'm so incorporating this into what I do. So today's show is all about asking ourselves the right, thoughtful, and beautiful question that will provide us with a game changer or an amazing benefit today. Because game changers or shifts can really help us take a quantum leap in the right direction. And realizations are what you know, you've heard people call these quote unquote aha moments literally can change things up for you in a matter of seconds. Like, haven't you noticed that? I mean, think about it. 
you've had to have had those times, right, where you just finally realize something. It's like everything just all came together in one moment and something just clicked in a way where it hadn't clicked before. And then that realization leads you to another realization, which creates you looking at things completely differently. And before you know it, you're just making different decisions going forward. And that's really how things start changing. It's why Warren Berger is giving us this advice, right, to ask ourselves a thoughtful and provocative question, because the right question really can be a huge trigger and lead us to having so many insights about our life. You know, the things that we want and just things that we're trying to get clarity on and the exact ways to move forward. So I was looking for a question, a thoughtful question, what Warren Berger would consider a beautiful question that we could ask ourselves this week. And I came across this question that definitely qualifies as a beautiful question. It was a question Regina Dugan said we should ask ourselves. And Regina Dugan, if you haven't heard of her, is this really brilliant businesswoman. She's an inventor and a technology developer. And now she works at Google and she's heading up this huge research team. And she said that we need to ask ourselves one question because it's the only way to ensure that we're going after the things we should be going after and not shying away from the things we really want to do. And the question is, What would you attempt to do if you knew that you couldn't fail? Think about that. What one thing would you choose today to go after or do if you knew it was absolutely impossible for you to fail? Or if you just knew that no matter what it was you chose to go after, you'd absolutely be able to work at it, take step after step in the right direction, and then the day would come where you would be successful and have whatever it is you went after. So what would you do? Do you know? It's a big question, isn't it? So that's why I kind of had to narrow it. So let's narrow it down a little bit to just something that you want to accomplish, like a goal, maybe something you want to do for a living, your ideal job, or something you've always felt you were meant to do. What would you go after if you just knew there was no way you could fail? Listen to how Regina Dugan poised the question to the audience she was speaking to during her TED speech. What would you attempt to do if you knew you could not fail? If you really ask yourself this question, you can't help but feel uncomfortable. I feel a little uncomfortable. Because when you ask it, you begin to understand how the fear of failure constrains you how it keeps us from attempting great things. And life gets dull. Amazing things stop happening. Sure, good things happen, but amazing things stop happening. Now, I should be clear. I'm not encouraging failure. I'm discouraging fear of failure. So, as she was saying for now, Just take failure off the table. And failure can translate into, I just don't believe it's possible or it's just not realistic. Like anything that equates to, I just don't believe I can do it, also translates into, if I try this, it wouldn't work or I would fail. So what do you think that you would attempt to do if failure was off the table? 
what would you want to accomplish? When I was asking myself this question, I had to take a couple of moments and you might have to too. It's like you want to choose the exact right thing and make sure you're thinking big enough and whatever your answer is, it's something really good that you genuinely want. I mean, you can't fail, right? So you wanna choose something really, really good. I asked my husband this same question and he literally got silent and got up and went to do something else and a couple of minutes later, he comes back to the room and he says, (laughs) I've gotta really think about this. Okay, so do you have an answer? At this point, just go with what feels most right for you now. You know, what would you do if you just knew you couldn't fail and you were guaranteed to get to where you want to be? So now, assuming that you have that answer, the next and most important question is, what are you doing today? Literally today to take a step towards whatever your answer was. That was the next question I asked my husband and I asked myself that same question And at the same time, we both got silent because in that one moment, we both realized that the way that we were planning to spend the day wasn't in line with our answer. I mean, we were both going to go have productive days and take care of our work and all the things we needed to. But if failure really wasn't an option, we would have chosen to move through the day differently than we had planned there would have been something new that we would have added to our list of things to do so that we could start taking real and direct steps toward it. And I think it's something that we just all wanna think about. Now, of course, you may be saying to yourself, yeah, it's great and all to decide that failure isn't an option and to take that off the table, but the truth is that failure is really an option. You know, There are things you can try and never achieve. But if that's what you're thinking, I'm gonna ask you to run with me just for a couple of minutes on this notion that in certain instances, failure really can be off the table. Because the reality is that if we have genuinely chosen the right thing, something that we're passionate about and feel like we're meant to do, then failure really is off the table. Like you don't have to worry about failure. It's never been about failure. It's about the belief that somehow, some way, no matter what happens, No matter how many times you may think you're failing, you hold steadfast to your desire that you're going to get to where you want to be. Now, other people may see things that are happening to you or things that aren't coming together and classify them as failure. And maybe in the past, that's been something you've done too. But when it really comes down to it, so many times when it appears that we're quote unquote failing, If we're looking at situations from a different perspective, we can see how the things that went wrong or didn't come together were actually things just rearranging themselves in our lives or teaching us lessons that we needed for the future. And we needed those experiences and what at the time may have felt like failure to get to where we really wanted to be. Actually, to that point, J.K. Rowling, the famous author of Harry Potter, delivered this commencement speech at Harvard. And she was saying just this, right? That sometimes we quickly put things into the quote unquote failure category. But if we were to stand back and look at them, there are actually benefits to what happened or what we went through. And they led us to where we really wanted to be. 
Here's an excerpt from her speech at Harvard. Members of the faculty, proud parents, and above all, graduates, the first thing I would like to say is thank you. Not only has Harvard given me an extraordinary honor, but the weeks of fear and nausea I have endured <laughs> at the thought of giving this commencement address have made me lose weight. <laughs> I have wrapped my mind and heart for what I ought to say to you today. I have asked myself what I wish I had known at my own graduation and what important lessons I have learned in the 21 years that have expired between that day and this. On this wonderful day when we are gathered together to celebrate your academic success, I have decided to talk to you about the benefits of failure. And then JK, during this same speech, went on to share exactly how she had failed because by everyone else's standard, if you were to look at her life, her failed marriage, her failed career, many people, including herself, would have classified those events as failure. What I feared most for myself at your age was not poverty, but failure. At your age, in spite of a distinct lack of motivation at university, where I had spent far too long in the coffee bar writing stories, and far too little time at lectures, I had a knack for passing examinations. And that, for years, had been the measure of success in my life and that of my peers. Ultimately, we all have to decide for ourselves what constitutes failure. But the world is quite eager to give you a set of criteria if you let it. So I think it fair to say that by any conventional measure, a mere seven years after my graduation day, I had failed on an epic scale. An exceptionally short-lived marriage had imploded, and I was jobless, a lone parent, and as poor as it is possible to be in modern Britain without being homeless. The fears that my parents had had for me, and that I had had for myself, had both come to pass. And by every usual standard, I was the biggest failure I knew. But really what looked to be failure was actually something she needed to go through to find her way to writing Harry Potter. And that's what she went on to explain in this speech because things not going right for her led her to the time in her life where she finally was able to go after what she truly wanted. So why do I talk about the benefits of failure? simply because failure meant a stripping away of the inessential. I stopped pretending to myself that I was anything other than what I was and began to direct all my energy into finishing the only work that mattered to me. Had I really succeeded at anything else, I might never have found the determination to succeed in the one arena where I believed I truly belonged. I was set free because my greatest fear had been realized and I was still alive, and I still had a daughter whom I adored, and I had an old typewriter and a big idea. And so rock bottom became the solid foundation on which I rebuilt my life. And I think the point she made is so important because it's easy to jump to the conclusion that things going wrong are us failing, or that things not coming together quickly enough means that 
we're not doing what we're meant to do and things are going wrong. And the truth is, is that the people around us may believe we're failing and all appearances may be suggesting we're failing. But honestly, that's not necessarily the case. And what's really happening is that our life is rearranging so that things actually can come together perfectly. And if we can just trust that without running the other direction or quitting, that's how we get the things we really want for our life. When you refuse to buy into the thoughts of failure and you know that as long as you are going after something you're genuinely interested in and you're putting your all into it, then you know every experience is essential. Even the mistakes and the quote unquote failure, they're all leading you exactly where you're meant to be. And so then you're not scared of quote unquote failing or messing up. And that means you're more apt to choose to go after what you really want and keep going towards whatever it is you want because you realize things may not always go right, but they're always a part of the process of you getting to where you want to be. Listen to how Regina Dugan explained that in her TED speech. Because when you remove the fear of failure, impossible things suddenly become possible. And as Regina shared, when you remove the fear of failure, it just changes everything. It makes you more apt to go after what you truly want. And it's interesting because this is something I so believe in. I mean, you know, I quit my job as an attorney and I went after what I really wanted in order to create the possibility of today. And I know it was one of the best things I've ever done in my life. And so I assumed I had learned that lesson. But what I realized was that no matter what we are doing or what we feel like we've learned, we've got to always check in with ourselves and go for more and more of the things we truly want because the doubts of continually being able to accomplish more and more of the things we want for our life can also sneak up on us, you know, and they can be so subtle that we don't even realize we're choosing to do or not do certain things because of them. You know, we might convince ourselves that we're just doing good and we're going to maintain the status quo or we're being realistic, just waiting until the right time to do certain things. But the reality is, is that we can take care of our responsibilities and the things that we know we need to handle today and all of our priorities. But that doesn't mean we can't and shouldn't also choose to make room in our day to take a step, even a small baby step would be good toward whatever it is we know we're meant to do or the things that we would go after if we knew we couldn't fail. And as we've been talking about, if there's something we genuinely and truly want, if there's something we dream about or something that just feels right for us, then there's absolutely a path to whatever that thing is. We wouldn't have the idea or feel like we were meant to do things if there wasn't a path to it. It doesn't mean that we're not going to make mistakes along the way or that things are going to immediately fall into place. But it does mean that if we choose what's right for us and take step after step and go up what I call our possibility spiral, we're going to get to where we want to be. And you know, I'm always talking about moving up our possibility spirals and accomplishing the things that are important to us. You know, those things that we know we're meant to do. And of course, I've really been talking about it lately because I've been studying for the last several years, all of these people 
who have been doing just that and going up possibility spiral after possibility spiral. And they all know exactly how to get up these spirals. And for me, when I realized that there was such thing as a possibility spiral and always this path to whatever I felt I was meant to go after, there was always a way I could get there. Understanding that just opened up an entire new way of living because it made me see life very differently. And I was able to be a lot more bold when it came to choosing the things I pursued. So we're going to continue this conversation we've been having about the things we would choose to do if failure was off the table. And then we're also going to go through the possibility spiral after the break. Welcome back. You're listening to The Possibility of Today on webtalkradio.net. And we've been talking all about the question, what would you try to do if you knew you couldn't fail? You know, what would you go after? And we've been talking about how failure really isn't something to let hold you back because if there's something you truly want, it's just a matter of going up a spiral, your possibility spiral, and getting to where you want to be. Okay, so let's talk about the possibility spiral. Imagine a spiral in your mind. It's like bigger on the bottom and then it spirals up to a point. Well, that's the possibility spiral. And the way it works is that you start at the bottom of the spiral and you spiral up. And once you reach the top, you've accomplished what you wanted. But here's the deal. And what people who are continually accomplishing the things they want for their life understand People who know how to create what I view as long and sustainable success, like success after success, they're very aware that they are going to have to travel on both the front and also the back end of this spiral. Now, the front, of course, is when you feel great, you're excited, things are falling into place. You can see that you're taking step after step up the spiral and toward what you want. But what a lot of people don't realize and what I definitely used to not understand is that as you are, quote unquote, journeying up to your success, there's also a back end to the spiral. Like each loop has a front end and a back end. So there's back ends to the spiral. And the back end is where challenges pop up. And sometimes it feels like things aren't falling into place quickly enough. You know, it's also on the back end where a lot of people quit. But the people that know how to get up spirals have also mastered being very comfortable while they move up backsides of the spiral. And of course, it's not as fun, but they, they know that they have the stick to to keep going, even when they're on the backside of the spiral. And so the point of all this is that when there really is something you truly want that feels right for you there's a spiral that you can travel up and get to where you really want to be. There's always a spiral, so it's always possible. The question's only, will you do what it takes to travel up the spiral or will you let the backsides of the spiral get to you? Because sometimes the best way to learn the things you need to is to quote unquote fail, which isn't really failing. It's more just like learning by making mistakes while you're moving around the back end of a spiral. There's actually this great quote from Einstein 
uh, when he was talking about creating light. He said, I've never failed. I just found 10,000 ways that didn't work. Listen to what Regina Dugan, the researcher from Google, also said about failure. Failure is part of creating new and amazing things. We cannot both fear failure and make amazing new things. And what she said is so the point. You know, there's always going to be this backside of the spiral. And honestly, it's not an issue. There's nothing wrong with the backsides of the spiral where things aren't falling into place or it feels like you're quote unquote failing. Because if you have the right mindset and look at it properly, you know that it's all just a part of the process of spiraling up to the top and getting to where you want to be. It's a necessary and valuable part of the journey, right? And when you realize that, it helps you keep pushing through and not get spooked or think you're not going to reach the top and accomplish what you want. And there just are a lot of lessons about life, yourself, your relationship, and even the things you need to know for your future success. And these all happen on the backside of the spiral. So it's always been fascinating to me because in many ways, you can't even call it failing. Because if you call it failing, then it's the type of failing that we want. You know, listen to how J.K. Rowling describes her quote unquote failing or journey around the backsides of the spiral and what she learned. Failure gave me an inner security that I had never attained by passing examinations. Failure taught me things about myself that I could have learned no other way. I discovered that I had a strong will and more discipline than I had suspected. I also found out that I had friends whose value was truly above the price of rubies. The knowledge that you have emerged wiser and stronger from setbacks means that you are, ever after, secure in your ability to survive. You will never truly know yourself or the strength of your relationships until both have been tested by adversity. Such knowledge is a true gift for all that it is painfully won. And it has been worth more than any qualification I ever earned. So again, it all comes down to perspective. You know, some people are going to look at the things they're going through and decide they're failing or things aren't coming together. But those people who can step back and look at things from a different perspective are going to see how that if they just continue walking the path and commit to going after the things they want, they're going to be getting a possibility spiral after possibility spiral. Of course, they're going to be back ends of the spiral, you know, as you move toward the top. But what I've realized is that there really is this art to traveling up the spiral, especially the back parts of the spiral, because it can get, quote unquote, turbulent or things just feel like they're not falling into place like we expect. And that can throw us off our game if we let it. You know, it's easy to forget that we're simply traveling up a spiral and it can be hard to stay in touch with our confidence and our inner resolve. Listen to how Regina King described the doubts and fears that can creep in on the backside of the spiral. Now, I want to say this is not easy. It's hard to hold on to this feeling, really hard. I guess in some way I sort of believe it's supposed to be hard. Doubt and fear always creep in. Sometimes we just forget. 
And as Regina Dugan was sharing there, you know, it can be really hard sometimes to hold on to our belief that we're going to get to where we want to be. But that's really just what changed for me once I found my way to the possibility spiral, because once you know it's just a spiral, and if you hit a backside of the spiral, you know the front side of the spiral's coming. And more importantly, you know you're just traveling to the top. And the reality is that no matter what it is you're trying to accomplish, you're going to hit some of those back ends and the times where things can feel challenging. But the key and what's so important is to have those things that are going to support your journey around the spiral. You know, obviously understanding it's a spiral is a help, but also having the right people around you, your friends, partner, family, coworkers, or just any supporters that believe in what you're doing, they can also help you reconnect to your inner resolve or what I call your extraordinary side. It's just important to know and to prepare for the backsides of the spiral because then you know exactly how you're going to handle them. Listen to what Regina Dugan shared about one of her times around the back end of the spiral and how her coworker helped her and allowed her to just recharge and gather herself. And he reminded her that it was okay to take a moment, but she had to get back to work and keep going around her spiral. And on one particularly dark day for me, Jason sat down and he wrote an email. He was encouraging, but firm. And when he hit send, he probably didn't realize what a difference it would make. It mattered to me in that moment and still today when I doubt, when I feel afraid, when I need to reconnect with that feeling, I remember his words. There is only time enough to iron your cape and back to the skies for you. And that really is what it takes. You know, it's about tapping into our inner resolve and pushing through whatever challenges or obstacles may come up on the backside of the spiral, you know, ironing our cape and flying again. And we can't let the fact that there are back ends of the spiral that we're very capable of pushing around and through, we can't let those be the reason why we either quit or choose to not go after something because we've decided that it's not realistic or it's not possible or we could fail. You know, we can't let all the times when we didn't know about the spiral and possibly did end up quitting or walking away from something in the past because we assumed we had failed. We can't let those times try to convince us that today everything we want isn't possible because it's not about hoping or dreaming or even getting lucky that things will come together. It's just about having the stick and the belief to travel around whatever possibility spiral we've chosen for ourselves until we reach the top and get to where we want to be. And as we've been talking about today, we don't want to find ourselves in the position where we're talking ourselves out of things that we're meant to go after or things that we know we're meant to do because we're not just supposed to live an ordinary life. 
we're supposed to find our way to the things that just feel so right for us deep down, the things that allow us to come more and more alive, and we're supposed to travel up the spiral and reach them. And that's a possibility that we have today to get really serious about doing that. And as Warren Berger suggested, and where we began with this whole conversation with respect to the beautiful questions, the thoughtful and provoking questions that make us remember why we are here and what we're meant to do, those are exactly the questions that we want to make certain we're asking ourselves. And a great question to ask ourselves is the first one we began with from Regina Dugan. So go ahead, ask yourself, what would you attempt to do if you knew you could not fail? And the second question, and a very important question, what are you going to do today, starting right now, to move in the direction of that thing you would do if you didn't have to worry about failure? Because when there are things you know you're meant to do, you don't have to worry about failure. You just have to commit to moving up your possibility spiral. And that's the possibility that we have today to take another step towards that. And that's also the show for the day. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you have a great week. And of course, live today better than yesterday. To learn more about making a change in your life, visit possibilityoftoday.com. Don't forget to like Sybil's Facebook page by clicking the Facebook icon on her Web Talk Radio profile page. You can also follow her on Twitter using the handle at Sybil Chavis. Thanks for listening this week. And remember to be entertained, be inspired, be informed. 